Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Classy, the podcast where I talk about old movies with friends of mine. Uh, uh, today, uh, we're, we're talking about the 1941, like, super classic Citizen Kane da, 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 da. with my one of my best friends in the whole world. Oh, shoot. I love this man. Oh, oh. I'm David Tilstra. I am, I am hanging up. I did not realize. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking to David via Skype. What's up? Via actual Skype. Uh, that's a reference to <laughs> something I said in the previous recording of this podcast, which did not work out. So you are hearing a second try at this podcast if you're listening to this. Take two. And so do... Forgive us for our familiarity with each other. I know how much yeah. you listeners love it when we don't know each other very well. Yep. That's, David, that's what hello. Hello. How are you guys? David, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started here. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, okay. So my name is David Tilstra. Uh-huh. And that pretty much sums it up, actually. That Great. is <laughs> No, uh, I am a filmmaker. Uh, I just recently moved to L.A. Me and Chris uh, went to college together uh, in the grand old state of Tennessee. Good old... Where I currently reside, Boom. about five minutes away from where we went to college. There it David, is. What, 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 what drew you to suggesting Citizen Kane... For our podcast. Um, <laughs> to be completely honest, you kind of threw me for a loop when you were like, let's do a podcast yep. and let's make it about old movies. I was like, oh, 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 uh, Citizen Kane. And you were like, perfect. And I was like, oh, cool. Because that was literally the first idea I had. But uh, I'm actually glad I did uh, suggest it because it had been a while since I'd seen it. And if... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you had seen it at the time. I had not. No, this yeah. was the first time that I'd seen this film. Yeah, and uh, as I will probably talk about later, I think everyone should watch this movie at least once. Um, Absolutely. I've watched it a couple times now. Um, but it's uh, it's just a very interesting movie because it's... I mean, whenever you whenever you look up like top 10 lists it's always within the top 10 within the with or it's always within the top 10 if not like the top five of almost yeah. any list you look up um for good for very good reason for very very good reason um but yeah just to be completely honest you yeah you kind of threw me off guard and i just went yeah. into panic mode and the first movie that came into my head was citizen kane also for the listener I also asked David if he wanted to re-record this via Skype about 15 minutes ago, and so this yeah. is a very impromptu, uh, a very uh, what's the word? What's the word? Spur of the moment Spur recording of this, of the of this moment. podcast. Now, Citizen Kane. Mm -hmm. uh, first impressions for me. For you. Uh, fantastic, uh, abs absolutely amazing visuals. In yes. my opinion, I would agree with that. The, the uh, I mean, what I what I find sorry. Okay, so I'll, I'll go. You keep going. I cut you off. Oh uh, no! It's you are the guest, and okay. I need to learn to talk less. Thanks and straight. Let the guest talk Thanks more. straight. Let me talk, homie, because my opinion is what matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What just? <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun to edit that out. No, I'm leaving that in. We are not <laughs> editing anymore. <laughs> Boom! Saving time on the post. Okay. Anyway, um, no. Okay. So what I was gonna say. Uh, what you you just said the uh, fantastic visuals, which I would agree with. Um, yeah. For several reasons, uh, even nowadays, it's an old. You said 1941. 1941. So that's like prior to World years War II, old. I believe. Oh, history with Christopher. <laughs> but I don't know that for sure because I went to film school, not history school. History school, lame. Um. So yeah. Okay. So. So I feel like most, like a huge part of movie watch, movie going, movie watching, yeah, a huge part of watching the movies mm -hmm. is um, it obviously is visuals, and I feel like actually recently that's been more of the layman would express that as well, not just someone who's been to film school and understands the art of cinematography. Um, so 
nowadays in movies, there's been some very strikingly visual and visually appealing movies like uh, Interstellar, Inception. Um, mm-hmm. Just off the top of my head, I know those people are probably laughing because like those aren't known for their great cinematography, but they just looked really good. Those people can go suck a melon egg because <laughs> Christopher Nolan's movies are visually awesome. It's true. So, what, what, but the, my point, my very rambling point to this is, even though the movie was made nigh on 900 years ago, <laughs> no, even though the movie was made 70 plus, 60, 70 plus years ago, yeah, yeah. It, it still holds up and far surpasses several of the movies that are made nowadays. I agree, mm-hmm. because... The, my whole thing is just that they uh, pioneered this technique mm-hmm. of deep focus mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. where you have things in focus from very, very close to the camera to very, very far away. Mm-hmm. And you're, there's all these shots shooting down these long areas. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, even though it's in black and white, I actually think it's better that it's in black and white because mm-hmm. you're just looking at this composition and it's, yeah. It's. Yep. I would say it's totally worth watching just for that, just for the the cinematography of this movie. I would agree, and sort of just piggybacking on that black and white note. That that was a, a huge thing that I noticed. Like, yes, the composition wise, the shots were incredible and are incredible and are and are a huge um, element to the storytelling. Like, mm-hmm. it, it you definitely feel thing. If you if you watch that movie with no audio, you would you would definitely feel. Many, oh, yeah. many feels but yeah. but what you were saying on the black and white thing is they they didn't yeah it's black and white so there's no color so your eye doesn't get distracted but what they did is they they were able to like this <laughs> shout out to david george right here they're able to paint with like the light and the shadows um yeah like, that was david one, george for the listener was one of our professors at film school he would say that a lot like every day he would wake up and just be like paint with light Paint with light. He would just like say it's, that, like over and over, and I'm, I'm lying. There was right this now. alarm on his <laughs> yeah. phone. No, uh, but in all seriousness, though, like the the way they were able to, the way the, the way the filmmakers were able to get so much emotion and so much meaning and so much, like they were able to direct your eye, like super, like masterfully, just with two colors. Some people wouldn't say they're colors, but with two colors, black and white. And like the way the emphasis they put on certain things and the, the way they had, like there were several shots where like the main actors or like the main person in that scene, their face was actually in shadow. Yeah. Like exactly. I, it's, it's been a while since we watched the movie now, so I can't remember all the actors names and I'm mm. looking at the IMDb. I think the main guy was Mr. Thompson, but I'm not sure if that's correct, but the, the, you wait, never actually, the main guy in, in Citizen Kane? You mean it's Charles Foster Kane. No, I mean <laughs> I mean the person with whom we are learning oh. the story of Charles yeah, Foster yeah, yeah. Kane, the guy who's the uh, investigative reporter yeah. who is yeah, who yeah, is yeah, yeah. researching cuz the story is for those of you who haven't seen it, which by the way, stop listening to this if you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> and then go but, watch it. Yeah, go watch we'll it. Wait, the story, we'll, wait, we'll wait for you. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait for nigh on three hours <laughs> i don't know if nigh on is the right term if you're speaking uh, in, in that time. into future tense but, you know he's he's going for looking through this man's life and trying to find the secret details of his life and what made him tick and whatnot and and obviously who rosebud is is the whole mm-hmm. uh, point to the movie yeah but you never actually really see the mask of his face it's always in shadow pretty much mm-hmm. or he's like facing away from the camera or yeah. yeah yeah which i thought was getting onto that point i thought that was mm-hmm. a really really cool way to do it like the movie starts out and like you kind of see like a news report of this man's life and like the, it starts out and it's like it's all these like great, awesome, amazing things about this person, uh, Charles Foster Kane. It's like he like did this. him meeting Hitler, yeah, like and him not being affected by the death of his wife and child, yeah. Like you hear all these like huge, broad stroke things about this man. This I thought was a, a very interesting way to tell the story. Like you, it literally starts out and it tells you the whole story. It's like mm-hmm. it's like boom, spark notes, 
broad strokes, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, this it is tells who he you was. the whole story of the movie within uh-huh. the first like ten minutes. But what's so interesting, I thought about that. What, what I thought was so interesting about that was it hits on all the major events of his life, and you think you know the guy. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I obviously I know this person because I've just witnessed their entire life. Right. And then the 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 news reel or whatever you want to call it ends, and it cuts to the like a whole bunch of people watching it and being like, they're like editors for like a future news reel, and that that was like a one of the pieces they were working for their next news story. And what, right. I, what I thought was so interesting is at that point they're like, yeah, that sucks. We need yeah. to find out more. And like that's when you actually get into the story because then like then they talk to Mr. Thompson. They're like, hey, go find out what his last words meant, Rosebud. And it's so interesting because like. We've literally seen his whole life, but just that one phrase, his last dying words, sets us on this journey, which we've already seen, but mm-hmm. just with looking through the lens of Rosebud, it, we actually get like really deep into his life. And I think that's really, really interesting. And that was very disjointed, right. what I just said there. Because it's like the events of his life aren't even really what mattered. Mm-hmm. It's it the, the things that he did... Like, we're so disconnected from who he actually was as a person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, the, the crazy thing about this movie is that it's based on the story of William Randolph Hearst, who is basically just just Charles Foster Kane in real life. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even, last time we were trying to record this, I feel like I went way into this. But look that stuff up, because it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, he was a newspaper magnate. He owned a bunch of other media stuff. He forbade any of his newspapers from advertising it. He said if any theaters showed it, those theaters would no longer be advertised mm. in his papers. He really did control a lot because he controlled the media. Yeah. And uh, and it's the same thing with Kane. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much about this movie. It's great. Like, like you can watch the whole movie and you can dissect all this stuff about the story and then just going into the history and the trivia of the movie, you could spend hours. You could spend years Nine just researching this movie. You could spend years, millennia <laughs> getting into this movie. I don't even think um, they're finished making the movie yet. That's how in-depth this yeah. movie is. It's literally still being made right yeah, now. Yeah, we should uh we should call up Orson Welles and see how that sequel is doing. <laughs> you see, I like to make that joke a lot. I like to make the uh, joke of contacting the people <laughs> who made the movies because most of these movies we're talking about those people are all dead. Dead people. Uh, wow. It's an uplifting podcast. It is. Um so <laughs> a couple of notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We already talked about the news screening. Everybody's faces was in shadows. A little bit of trivia. All those people in that newsroom were the male, like the all the major male uh, characters in the movie. All yeah. the characters in this, like most of the actors in this movie, this was like their first on-screen role. Mm-hmm. And what I think, I just have to talk about this again. The craziest thing to me is mm-hmm. that Orson Welles, when he co-wrote, directed, and starred in this movie, was 25 years old. And I'm 27, you're 26, I believe. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, yes, I am. yes, he I forgot. Am. I did. <laughs> he was younger than we are now, and he plays this role of a man all the way through his life until his death. And he just, he made this movie. He, he, this is a huge scale movie yeah. for a person now to be making of yeah. any age. And this was a 25 year old at the beginning of his career, like this is like his first actual movie. And yeah. Crazy. My first crazy. actual movie was about a TV and a guy yeah. who couldn't talk. What was that movie called? It was called the TV. That's and it was I about a TV. Yeah. It Look was it up on YouTube.com slash the TV. Slash the TV. Or go to the website, www.thetvthemovie.com. The real TV, the real movie, the real.com. That is, that is what... The, the real dot com. The real dot com. Yeah. Um, no, you should never watch that movie. It should never be compared to it's Citizen a good movie. Kane. No, you should never compare my freshman project to Citizen Kane. What, what, no, but what, but with what your point is though is it's pretty crazy because yes, I think we need to go back to talking about the TV. <laughs> you see, the TV is really just a masterpiece of American cinema. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, no, it's it's it just hurts me and my soul that when you do that a little bit. Just I gonna, mean, just gonna say. I cannot watch anything I have ever made without feeling like a no. worthless piece of human garbage. Who? 
Hey, speaking of garbage, that was the garbage man. Oh, uh, no. that was my first. No, no, no. Uh, but to to add to your point, yes, yeah, it is absolutely mind blowing that someone's first. I don't know if it was his first attempt. Maybe he had been dabbling in it before, but he had made War of the Worlds. But that was like a was radio thing, epic radio. But yeah, exactly. And that was what the studio was like. So, so we got to get this guy a picture. But I forty five dollars <laughs> and a parakeet. <laughs> mm. I but I do agree with you. Like it's crazy that like he he obviously knew how to tell a story. Obviously, yeah. Like he did that. He did his War of the Worlds radio piece. That's fine. But I just love the idea of him being like, you know what? I'm gonna make a movie. It did it, and, like, we're talking about it now. Nigh on yeah. 900 years later, we're talking about <laughs> this movie. Think about, just just for, for you know, just for comparison, think about another famous first-time filmmaker, Tommy Wiseau. Oh. And just compare those two, Master Pi. Is that <laughs> the plural of masterpieces? It is now. I'm calling dictionary.com being like, yo change that or grammar.com yo dictionary.com change that change that definition blah 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 gallum bullet bullet no um no no it, you're right it's and Tommy if for any of you Tommy was up Tommy was up for any of you who haven't seen the room or read his read the biography about it the disaster artist you should because it is truly truly amazing it, it is isn't it it's a masterpiece of its own it, it's it's not by any means on the same level as the as Citizen Kane, but it's it is, <laughs> it's really weird that we're discussing those two it movies. Is, but right no, now. you're right. It's like it's crazy that like to think like sorry, this is just something I've been thinking about recently. Like those would never have happened if they if if those if okay now back to Citizen Kane. It would never have happened yeah. if he hadn't or I don't know the exact story, but like he obviously had a huge part in making it, and it would never have happened if he hadn't just done it like, yeah and it yeah it's just it kind of makes you mad mm-hmm. because some people just right out of the gate can just make amazing movies but and I, it makes no sense but i don't think you should write yourself off though like yes there's always going to be those prodigies and always going to be those people yeah. who are like ah, bullseye every time like yeah but like as filmmakers Which, to be fair i haven't seen all of I've I've seen only two movies that Orson Welles was in. I haven't seen any of the other movies he directed, so maybe uh, this was his flash in the pan. You know what I mean? It might have been, and even that, even that's still amazing. But like, I w- doubt it because he stayed pretty famous. Yeah, but, you know. I mean, Orson Scott Foster's Kane, whatever his name is, I forget. But <laughs> um, Orson Scott Foster Kane. <laughs> I don't know why Scott was in there. <laughs> Orson Scott. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Orson Scott Card writer of Ender's Game, which you should also read. Orson Welles, Orson Foster Kane. Okay, anyway. <laughs> which you, I like how you said, which you should also read. Well, Ender's Game... Proposing that people and, are going to read Citizen Kane. Oh, I mean, you could read the screenplay if you Oh, no, but to. you did say they, were, they should read the biography of Tommy Wiseau, so you should. Right. You should. My it, mistake. You, yes, it is. I'm correct. The I'm old the me would have edited that mistake out, but the new <laughs> me is leaving it in there. There you go. Um, but what I was saying, though, is like, you... I've just been, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Like, mm-hmm. as filmmakers, you can't shoot yourself in the foot and see these great people and be like, "Oh well, they did that on their first try. I've already made movies and they've sucked, so I'm just gonna give up." Like, no, you shouldn't do that. Like, yes, That's, some people should. <laughs> no, uh, well, I mean, I, I feel like okay, maybe Russ, maybe some people should. Maybe <laughs> Mister No Eyes, No Hands, No Mouth shouldn't make a movie. <laughs> But how does a man not have a mouth? <laughs> I don't know. He can breathe through you his can nose. Lose your eyes and hands. You can't really lose your mouth. Well, oh, now I'm my, thinking about my, it. I don't want to think about in it. In my fictional universe, this man should not make it make a movie. But for mm. people out there who, because I I fall into this category. Like I see these great people and I hear all these stories of people who are like, at 21 I made Oscar award winning movie. Blah blah blah. It's like cool. Mm-hmm. You did that, but that's not me. That's not. Exactly. The normal person, yeah. like, and you shouldn't deny the world of the story that you can tell or the stories that you can bring to the world just because you're yeah. afraid of someone else having done it before. No, in all seriousness, you're right. I've, I've spent way too much of my life uh, comparing myself mm-hmm. to my peers, comparing myself to other artists, and mm-hmm. just thinking, like, 
oh, by su- by this by the age that I am now, such and such director or such and such writer mm-hmm. was already had done this and was already recognized, and it's just you really you can't compare yourself to people because you you're only going to compare yourself to the people who are doing better than you. Exactly. You're not comparing yourself to all the people who you're killing. Unless not, you're a loser. Not <laughs> the people like, you're literally killing, but yeah, no, figuratively. And yeah. Literally. Don't kill people. So <laughs> back to Citizen Kane, though. After that deep meaningful to, hey that and that's okay we don't yeah. have to just spend this whole you know we can talk about other stuff because you know, in all it's seriousness a podcast, not a fraudcast oh dang but no but you're right because in all seriousness citizen kane was actually kind of boring right like, <laughs> you actually told you said this last time you didn't actually did. quote unquote enjoy it that yeah. much but yes as i've ex- explained to a couple different people i probably my base criteria for whether or not I liked a movie is whether or not I enjoyed it or had fun watching it. Like that's kind of like the first level of whatever criteria that it gets through. Uh, This one I did not particularly, particularly enjoy watching. It's, it's a great movie to talk about and a great movie to watch. Yeah. But just don't, don't go into expecting like, Oh man, here we go. Citizen Kane. Best. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of how I went into it, and I was I was kind of happy. But, was, but were know. you expecting like Civil War or like like no. freaking <laughs> Hot Rod? Like, were you expecting to go and be like, I'm gonna have such a blast watching this movie? I don't think. Oh, I like how you said. I like how when you said Civil War, you were talking about Captain America yeah, oh, Civil sorry. War. Yes, Captain I thought America you were asking if I thought this was a Civil War movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. This is not a civil war movie. It's an internal struggle movie. Um, but you should. By the way, did you see Captain America: Civil War? I haven't yet. I've heard it's amazing. Oh, I, I don't know if I would say amazing, but I really liked Dude, it. Dude, I've heard people have said it's the Citizen Kane of our day. Those, those <laughs> are words that I've seen wrong. printed oh, on the. By internet. the way, we were just talking about the room a oh, second ago. Yeah. Have you seen? I haven't seen it, but have you heard of the movie Room? Is that the one James Franco's making? No, it's it like I feel like it won an Oscar or something like that. Oh yeah, Room. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. I haven't seen it, but I watched the Oscars. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I feel like it's probably a very different movie. And I just love thinking about the fact that there's going to be so many people Confused. who go in looking for one of those and get the other one. Like, that is, that is a know. pretty great moment. I, I kind of wish I was there actually. Anyway. <laughs> You kind of wish you were what? I was like hiding in the movie stores that don't exist anymore. <laughs> like hiding in Blockbuster. Like, oh, this person's coming in for a room. It's over here. It's called the room. <laughs> like, no, you could tell. Like, do they have the room? Like, you know, they just. Yeah. Any, anyway, back to Citizen Kane. Yes, back to There's it. so much to talk about. This is like a three hour movie. It's like 70 something years old. It's mm-hmm. loaded with history. I just want to talk about a few points because last time I think I tried to go way too into detail. And that's not the name of the game this time. No. Um, it's not the name of the game. Just want to mention a couple scenes. The breakfast montage. Oh, yeah, that was a great scene. That it's there sitting down to breakfast at the start of the scene. He's like, I love you so much darling and by the end of it he's not even looking at her mm-hmm. that's so awesome yeah. and it's just the most cool that right there could be its own little short film it could just mm-hmm. be so cool to me yeah no i i totally agree i'm trying to remember the context for that scene i think it, i think, I think it was just, when he was talking to leland his his friend and right he's talking about his first wife his yeah. first marriage and, and I, I agree it's it's the scene i think only runs for a probably 30 maybe 45 seconds but it just it so masterfully shows the um the distance that grows between him and his wife and i I think my favorite part about it was up until the very end it it, if i remember correctly it's shot and like one shot of citizen uh, one shot of charles kane one shot of his wife yeah 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 and you don't actually see the table between them until the last shot and then you actually see they're actually they're sitting at like a huge table so it's like yeah with what i think you might see it at first and then again at the end and like that you don't realize the table's just getting longer that whole Mm -hmm. time or something but i could be wrong it's been like a month since i watched it it's been a while but um i think the thing i think that scene is a great illustration of the just the cleverness that the filmmakers use in making that movie like they they not only showed they not only showed the separation of him and his wife um with the dialogue 
and mm-hmm. with with their acting like they obviously you can tell like at the beginning they're like like you like their eyes are connecting they're you can tell like oh these people are together um but like they also show it visually like they show so like they kind of hit you at three levels and it's yeah. it's really cool and then that was again very disconjointed what i just said but disconjointed discontinued dismembered dis hey man contented this this is this ain't no thesaurus podcast (laughs) it should be um another scene uh oh his the woman screaming out okay sorry before that his marriage to what's her face his second second marriage yeah the opera singer i want to say susan yeah suzanne Susie. Susan Soupy. <laughs> it's uh there's just that scene where she's sitting there doing puzzles and mm-hmm. he comes and sits down and he's like I th- thought a camp out might be nice or something like that. He says a picnic. Yeah, I thought it might be nice to have a picnic and she's like <laughs> She's, you know, all talking about problems and stuff and he just I thought a picnic might be like he just completely ignores her because he just Let's just that character, the character yeah, of Charles. I feel Foster like we need, to, we need to talk about his character because that's he's just so he's not really a human being. No, he's like a demon who really wants to be seen as a human being. You know what I mean? I would agree with that. I think I think I mean I feel like this is the the number one thing said about. Um, Citizen Kane is like everyone's like oh Rosebud is his childhood that he he like didn't have and I, I remember when yeah. I, I first saw that I'm like that's so lame like it has to be more about more than that but like the more the more I've watched it like the real uh, the more I realize yes that is what it's about it's about the, a man yeah. who's been literally torn from his childhood and thrown into this world where he has yeah. to be someone um but it, it, it's it's about that but the way they. The way they tell it is so interesting, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. Like, so it's about it's about this man, about Charles Foster Kane, and the way they tell it is through this news report. So, like, it's it, I don't know. It just I'm, I'm losing my train of thought right now. But it is it's cool. It is um, yeah. His the way they develop his character and like the, there was several moments for me that I thought were really really interesting because like mm-hmm. it it starts out. As I've said several times in the newsroom, you you catch it, you get the whole broad. You get all the events. Yeah, you get, you get the, the events. Overview. You get the events of his life, yeah. and then it goes back to this this uh, reporter is talking to all these people who are important in his life, and he talks mm-hmm. to his oldest oldest friend and like his kind of like guardian. Yeah, it's, the so, guy who his parents sold him to. Yeah, essentially. so like he tells that story, and like that's so interesting because like that is kind of the the. I'm trying to think of the actual film term here. That would be the probably the break into Act Two. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I guess. Yeah. Maybe not. But anyway, so exciting incident, ten page twist. I don't know. It's it's one of those things. But it it, whatever it is, it's a very crucial point in the movie because it shows this little kid playing in the snow, having a good time. Yeah. And then the the shot pulls back and then you go in through this window and you see his parents and this guy, they're all dressed in black. They all look really somber and really just like sad. And they're literally talking about like, okay, well you can have our kid. You can yeah. like, you can, you can raise him, raise him. And I think it's so yeah. interesting. Cause like that, like after that moment, Charles really doesn't have a childhood. He, I, he get, they, they say he like, he goes to schools, he gets kicked out of schools. he, learns yeah. things he's basically being groomed to become this like person it's just all about power and it's all about sticking it to that guy yeah. who adopted him which i think is so interesting because like charles like throughout throughout the first little bit when he's like growing up with this man who mr thompson yeah. is talking to you kind of get this sense that charles is this like happy-go-lucky just like Whatever. Right, he he seems like, like you know like a young of. yeah He's exactly. Like, I'm a, basically like like a, a carefree just whatever. And there, I actually wrote this down. There's, there's a really awesome moment that he's talking to his guardian. I forget what his name is, but basically the guardian's like, "Hey, I want you to." I think it's uh, I think it's no, it's not Mr. Bernstein. It might be. I think it is. I think. I th- 
it it might be Mr. Carter. I don't know. Anyway, he's talking to this guy, and I forget exactly the details, but the guy's like, "Hey, Charles, you're gonna run this company. I think it's a bank." He's like, "He's like, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put you in charge of the bank, and you're gonna be a bank man, and you're gonna love it." And then Charles is like, "Actually, no, I'm not. I'm gonna go run a newspaper." Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "Why would you do that?" And anyway, so then it gets to this point. He's like, "Well, what do you?" He's like, "What do you?" He basically just says, "He's like, what do you want, Charles?" He's like, "What do you want to be?" And then like, at that moment, I think this just is a testament to Orson Welles acting. Like at that moment, all that happy-go-lucky kind of facade is yeah. dropped for just like one line. And he, he just looks at this guy and he's like, "I want to be everything you hate." Yeah, and it's just like. And like, there's several moments like that throughout the movie that really that I didn't catch the first time, that after watching it realized yes, this is just but, about a man who wanted to just be himself, but he was forced by everyone else to be something that he wasn't. I think that's but here, so but here's the thing: he's he's pulled out of his childhood, like you said. Mm-hmm. He's there's a lot of like obsession with Rosebud and with his mother throughout the movie. Just mm-hmm. him like really feeling like he got ripped away from this childhood. But when you see him as a kid, he's already a jerk. Like he meets Mr. Guy <laughs> and is like, won't make eye contact with him. And like, it tries to hit him with the sled and just like, he's already like a jerk to this guy. Yeah. So it makes me feel like it's almost just like he never really was there. You know what I mean? He never really was a, a present person. Like, yeah, he enjoyed his sledding and he enjoyed his dancing with, you know, yeah. <laughs> women of the night. Well, then maybe but, it wasn't uh, about childhood. Maybe that was the last moment that he thought he had control I mean, of his life. Like, I definitely think it's partly about that. But it just, it's like you said, it's just like. But this, this is know. what I think is, this is what I, this is why I would say it is definitely about that. Is because when he when he marries his second wife. Yeah. Like she says, she's like, I just have dreams of being an opera singer. I just want to do this. And I, and the way, so, so once he hears that, he basically like forces her to become an opera singer. And he literally gives her right. everything that she could ever need to be this like famous opera singer, but she hates it. And he's like literally forcing her to do it. Uh-huh. And I, I think that's, I think that's such an interesting part because like, inadvertently I, I don't think he intended to hurt her but inadvertently i think he was like hey i had my hopes and dreams crushed there's yeah. no way i'm gonna let you have your hopes and dreams crushed so i'm gonna help you with that but that's what he said in his mind but what really happened is he was like i'm just gonna force you to do this because it's like he's punishing all the other people in his life mm-hmm. And saying, yeah, dude, I never even really thought about that. Yeah, that, that was... That's crazy. That was the biggest it's, revelation. It's like, yeah, he's he's saying, I got ripped away from my happiness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that to everybody else. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, which is very interesting. Yeah. Like I said, you can just... You could talk about this movie for days. Yeah. It's There's a lot of cool stuff. One, one more just little scene I want to touch on. Nope. That scene where they're arguing in the tent... And you hear that woman's, like, you hear partying happening outside, and then all of a sudden it stops, and you just hear a woman screaming outside like she's in agony. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that part? I remember you brought it up last time we had we recorded this podcast, okay. and I remember, I, me- I know what scene you're talking about, but I think I, I'm going to say the same thing I said last time. I don't remember that screaming part. You don't remember that? I don't. I don't. Oh, man. Um, you got you to gotta check it out. Okay. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what, what do you think that? I have no idea. <laughs> like that's the thing. I think I think it's like you were saying uh, last time. It's it's like the scene acting for the actor. Mm-hmm. It's like just having that scream in the background to indicate the pain that he's feeling, yeah. that she's feeling, like within themselves, without having them have to say it out loud. And it's like a scene we referenced in another movie where the guy's sitting by the window and it's raining. Oh yeah, and it looks like he's crying because of the shadow on his face. Matter of the Hunter. Is that what it's called? I believe so. We we might have to. I haven't seen that. We might have to do that, that for a, would, for another podcast. I'd be down with that one. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. That's. I think that's the that's the thing that I would take away and suggest. I was just going to ask, what's your takeaway? Oh, <laughs> I'm also a mind reader. <laughs> um, mm. No, um, 
this movie is there, there's so many levels and there's so much you can ex- extrapolate mm-hmm. from this movie that you were really proud of yourself I, was, for that word. I wish y'all could see my <laughs> you face just right gave now. me like this little eye contact like oh. extrapolate please <laughs> Please comment on my use of the English vocabulary. Um, no, the, like maybe okay. I'm I'm gonna recant my statement of earlier. Another okay. good movie. Another good saying. Um, I say everyone should watch this at least once. No, I think you should watch it more than once because okay, yeah. I and okay, I'm gonna expound on that. So I've recanted. Now I'm expand expanding. Um, Everybody should watch. <laughs> Everybody should watch this movie more than once, and then also have conversations about it afterwards. Mm. Because I'm, I'm, I'm learning a lot about it. I've seen it a couple times, but I'm learning a lot about it from talking to you, Chris. Things that I'd never picked up on, things that I never would have realized. But you just—that—that's what's so cool about this movie is like, there's so much in just like, it, it's almost like they're just like stuffed like too much into it like mm-hmm. with the with the cinematography with the acting with the storytelling with the like with everything like the more you watch it the more layers you kind of like peel back and you can see and you can see like wow there this really is quite an amazing movie because of the like the care and the thought and like the just the levels of detail and levels of story that the filmmakers put into this and i think i think that's the most amazing part of it honestly yeah absolutely like, i don't know if that was very eloquent or made a lot of sense, but Hey man, this isn't the eloquency and sense making podcast. This is the podcast about old movies. It's true. Um, yeah. So I like how I said eloquency, eloquency, which I'm pretty sure it's just eloquence. Not even would be the word. Eloquency is the word that is the word of the day. Eloquencyism. (laughs) It's, it sounds like a, a tribe of people or something. The eloquences. The eloquencian <laughs> people of the southwestern Papua New yeah. Guinea. No, but like, I think the, the thing that I take away from this is just like the kind of the amazing accomplishment that this movie is. Like, mm-hmm. it's like there's just like I'm kind of just repeating myself now, but like there's just so much to it, and so there is. It's it, you, it's yeah. <laughs> It's almost a terrible movie to try to do a podcast it on is. because it's just, I, you can't, my mind, you can't encompass it. No, my mind is like, every time we, you talk about something, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. And I, then yeah. a host of other things is brought to my mind. And then every time I say something, I'm sure you have the same reaction and it's just, it's hard to talk we haven't, about. Yeah. We haven't even touched on his political career, yeah. the, the, all the makeup they did to make him look older when he's only 25, mm-hmm. the, the weird transitions the transition with that parrot that we talked about last uh, time the part where he, he he was a lead singer for the beatles like all that crazy stuff the that part he did where in his him life. and mariah carey sang uh, all i want for christmas is you is my two front like, teeth how did he yeah. even know that she <laughs> how did he even know anyway yeah how did she know that this unthought of child would be a great singer in the future and built that time machine to go sing a song with her at Carnegie Hall. How did and he do that? Mary Nick Cannon. Oh, um, Nick Cage is also no. a guy who's in movies. Uh, anyway, that was Anyway, fun. we're coming to the end here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, any recommendations of movies based on what you thought of this movie? You mean, they can, and they don't all have to be old. They oh, can be new movies. Um, well, now I kind of want to watch Night of the Hunter if that's what it's called. That's that's yeah. one of my recommendations. Uh, I actually not just because not just. I don't know if I can recommend it. that movie. Yeah, I, I, let's just go watch it. Um, yeah, this isn't because we just talked about it, but I truly believe this is a very underrated masterpiece of a movie, The Room by Tommy Wiseau. Uh, um, like watch that movie but definitely watch that movie but don't watch it by yourself and do some reading on it before because this movie is the the legends behind this movie are almost as amazing if not more amazing as the actual movie itself like it's it's just an anomaly to me dang I am just spitting fire with these words today anomaly expand (laughs) the (laughs) Um, no it's it's almost a bit of an anomaly to me how ridiculous this movie is okay so watch the room that's one recommendation i would say that it's almost crepuscular i have no idea what that word means of its 
tripodography. I actually have not seen The Room. You please go watch it. But like I said, I, don't watch it alone. I don't have anyone to watch it with. That's well, the then watch it alone. And <laughs> just let me know what you think about it. Because it is. What if I watch it and then I call you and I'm like, David, I'm. That movie was like legitimately amazing. Like it wasn't even ironic, <laughs> and it was it was just so good. Yeah. That's that's the kind of movie I want to make, and that's what I'm going to do with my life. I would I would applaud you because it takes a lot of guts to do what he did. Oh hi Mark. Oh hi Mark. Um, okay. <laughs> I have seen clips of it. It's no, it's true. And on a little more serious note, um, recommendations. Um, Recommendations. Here we go. Recommendations. Recommendations. I have been on a, a pretty big um, Christopher Nolan kick recently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Inception, Interstellar, all that jazz. Um, those are good. Interstellar is really good. I need to see it again. Yeah, it's that's that's a that's a pretty amazing movie. Um, there's a movie I watched recently that really really spoke to me what was it oh the tv by david tilstra (laughs) no (laughs) just kidding so my recommendations uh if you're looking for the type of movies that go over a person's whole life uh ray walk the line walk hard walk hard (laughs) (laughs) um if you're looking for a movie uh man now i can't even think of like another like dark that's I can't really. There's not a whole lot of movies I can compare to this movie. If you're looking for a movie that I didn't particularly appreciate the first time I watched it, but that I or the movie that I didn't particularly like, but that I appreciated, uh, go see Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, <laughs> um, that's funny and movie. see Drive, which I actually like Drive a lot more the second time I watched it. I really like Drive all the times I've seen it. It's I like the I like the parts of Drive. I just didn't like the love, the romance part of Drive. I liked all the rest of it. Fun fact: there was actually supposed to be a lot more of it. Yeah, they they edited they edited they edited that. They 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 edited it like three times. Like they should have edited a lot more. (laughs) Um, No, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Sorry, I keep interrupting. Uh, let's see. I just I can't really. Uh, Captain America: Civil War is pretty good. Um, All the uh, other Avengers based movies are pretty good. If that's what you're into. Um, Clueless. I watched Clueless the other day. It's still a pretty good movie. Um, I've been watching a lot of TV shows recently. What have you been watching? Um, I jumped on the bandwagon with everybody. Kimmy Schmidt watched both seasons of that. Yeah, real good, real good. Season one's way better than season two. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I've been watching um, uh, uh, Arrow, Flash, like that that whole universe. Pretty good. Really? How is how's that doing? Oh, uh, they're all right. I mean, they're Arrow especially is very CW. Just kind of like yeah. ooh, there's there's a lot of cringeworthy moments where you're just like, a lot of things went wrong in that scene. But it's yeah. it's if you're looking for like kind of a mindless fun watch, a fun watch, you totally do it. Um, I have I have wanted to watch Arrow. I watch all the Marvel shows. I watch. Yeah, I, I, those are the ones I'm getting on to next. I because I, I look the DC universe looks a little bit smaller, so I just wanted to start there and then. The yeah, but the stuff. thing is, the DC universe actually connects their stuff. Like Arrow and Flash crossover, yeah, they do, which is really cool. Over, the Flash crossover with Supergirl, which is on a different network. Yeah, well, I mean, not that, anymore. They 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 just canceled it for season two, but CW picked it up. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> I um, see. That's what makes me want to get into the DC shows is because they actually I like seeing crossovers in comic book stuff. Yeah, I agree. And the Marvel universe really just frustrates me because they have all this like, oh, did you hear about the Green Guy? Like, but they never. There's yeah. never any cameos. More Easter eggs. Not the cameos. Avengers guys still don't know that Coulson is alive, and I've mm-hmm. read some stuff that says they're never gonna know. Mm-hmm. Like that just pisses me off. It Whoa! Just, it what's you off, Chris? It pisses me off. I can say pisses. Oh, okay. I don't know. Didn't know that word was on the table of things we could say. <laughs> um, no, I, I, this is a little little more random. I've been watching a lot of anime recently, which I just do in general, but like I've been like really watching a lot recently. Like what? Um, I watched this, a Netflix original, actually, which I would recommend to some people who are... Um, a little more strong stomached. It was one of the more graphic, like violent mm-hmm. violence graphic animes I've seen. But it's called Ajin the Demi Human or Demi Humans. 
Hmm. And it's about like this like sub race of people that just sort of start to become, they just sort of like, they are in the world, <clears throat> but they just can't die. Like, like they age, they age, but like if they get shot or like hit by a car, like they'll come back to life. They can die of old age. No. Well, I don't, I don't know. They, I don't know. They get older, but like there's only one season so far and I finished it. That, that's a really interesting watch. See, I haven't gotten into any anime since high school, and that was before Netflix mm-hmm. and stuff oh, like I that. Have, so, like, I have a list I could tell you. I would watch Full Metal Alchemist and Samurai Champloo yes, every night, yes. but I got sick of them because Samurai Champloo I still really liked yeah. as long as I was watching. I never finished it. I haven't finished but that But Full either, Metal actually. Alchemist, there was just too many episodes that seemed like nothing Did, was happening. That's what's, funny. Like, that's what's so funny about me is like when I get into... I think this is why I like anime is because it's mm-hmm. it's story almost takes a backseat to character. Yeah. And whenever I watch things, I always connect with the character. And so like when there's animes where they're like 900 episodes, it's like awesome. I have literally like seven weeks to be with this character. And I guess that is cool I'm, to me. I'm like that. If it's a show like, like a funny show that I want yeah. to keep watching. Yeah, like yeah. W- with how I met your mother, when I started watching how I met your mother, I was like, I'm so glad cause I have so much and now I'm yeah. sad cause it's over. But yeah. I do like, um, what's the one Trigun oh. is one that I really want to like finish. I just, it's, I have that stigma in my head that I like, can't go back and yeah. try watching some anime. Well, the thing, the thing that you know, I, have I you feel watched like Titan Titanfall? I have is that what it's called? a long time. Titan AE. No, no, no! Titan with the giants. Oh, the attack, weird, attack like, on naked Titan! Giant attack on Titan! Yeah, yes, that's the one. that is not Titanfall. Another sorry. one that I would would recommend again. I, I wanted to watch that. I watched like an episode of that, and it looked pretty cool. It's, that one's really graphic too, but it's um, it, uh, it's an amazing, amazing. Anime. It's cartoon. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's all fake. Um, but you know what else I want to get into is those Miyazaki movies. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a Miyazaki oh, movie all the way through. Are you serious? I know. I really. I feel like a terrible if, person. If I was, if I was next to you, I'd slap you right now, straight up. Maybe this weekend, I'll right just across the face, all of them. I literally, I have like scenes printed out, like like pictures from mm-hmm. scenes, and they're on my wall. I'll show you. Look, at, those are all Miyazaki scenes. You guys can't see this, but yeah. he's showing me Miyazaki scenes. No, they're great. I, the thing that I love about Miyazaki is he. Um, because he, he's, he's definitely one of my favorites. I've seen all of his movies several times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a, it's a refreshing, it's a refreshing um, kind of breath of fresh air because <laughs> it's a refreshing, a refreshing breath of fresh air. It's, it's just refreshing because like we're so used to Western style story, which mm-hmm. is like very arc driven and like, oh, it's when the movie's done for the most part, the story is complete. And like yeah. you have a nice sense of closure, but like with uh, Eastern style, style storytelling, which is what he most of his movies are based off of, um, there's not a whole lot of closure that you get. Mm. So like they're they they're they're kind of hard to watch because like you you're invested into these like whimsical magical worlds, and then the end you're like, oh wait, what? Like that's right. that's the end. Like it's it's really fun if you can like take yourself out of what you're used to and just kind of be in the world and in the story that he's created because they're, 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 they're very fun. You should, you should definitely check them out. I need to, yeah, yeah. I need to watch those. All right. Well, we have, we've gone over we a have, little bit of what yeah. we were shooting for here. It's so right. this, I think this it's is, about time we wrap this up. This I a, like that. We talked about a lot of stuff that wasn't citizen. Yeah, this is this just time. a talking episode. Sorry, yeah, everyone. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, that's totally fine. And if you're still listening, if you listen to the no whole thing so far, I'm going to no buy you some gonna. Girl Scout cookies. Fact. Yeah. Fact. Go go to David's uh, YouTube account, which is... Don't go to my YouTube account? account because I never check that. You should go to my either Facebook... Go to his Twitter. I don't have a Twitter because I'm a loser. <laughs> go to David's MySpace. I actually just checked that the other day. I, mine's still up. Yeah, mine, I don't know if it's still up because of Justin Timberlake, but I never deleted my account. <laughs> I never deleted my account either, and I checked the other day, and it was a really awesome blast from the past seeing a lot of old photos. Right? But, That's what I was telling people. Why are you all <laughs> deleting your MySpace accounts as though it's taking up space on your computer? <laughs> like, just abandon it. Why do you, It's like, oh, 
I have that old house that I own that I can't sell or anything. I better destroy it and just leave an empty lot for no reason. No. Then you can have a sweet second house. <laughs> I don't know like, if that's quite the same thing. It's not thing. really a good comparison. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but this has been fun, Chris. I, I appreciate yeah, sorry. you. Uh, I gotta stop, gotta stop dragging it out. No, it's totally fine. All right. Uh, do you, do you have anything in particular, like any website or anything you want people to know about? I mean, kind of like what I said last time, I'm in the, I'm in the process of making a website. If you want to oh. check me out, um, it'll be, <laughs> I'm not, I just bold face lied to you guys. I'm not, really? Yeah, I'm sorry. I I have plans to make a website. I'm not in the process of making it. You have Instagram. What's your Instagram? I do. David Tilstra. <laughs> Just David Tilstra. David Tilstra. T I P S A R S Y. That's it. Strella. Um No, but yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you are interested in getting in touch with me, uh, Facebook or uh, the thing I'm on most of the time is Steam. So. If, oh yeah, that's right. You were telling people to look you up on Steam. Yeah, if you if you want to look me up on Steam, my handle is Orange Melon Face. <laughs> Don't ask me where that came yeah. from. Here's the thing: if no one's listening to this, but maybe someone's listening. Like, yeah. who knows? Maybe it takes off and you get a bunch of Steam yeah, friends. That'd be, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm down to play video games with people if you want. To. So yeah. hit me up on Steam, Orange Melon Face. Uh, I usually accept everyone who asks me, so I have a lot of friends. On Steam, not in real life. I'm not about well, that cool. social life. Uh, as always, you can locate me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Emerson with three Z's. Uh, thank you very much for being on the podcast, David. Yeah, thank you, Chris, for having me. Let's try to do this again. <laughs> thank you for just randomly doing a Skype call no, with me. Cool. I, it, it, at, like for me, it's eleven o'clock at night. What time is it for you? It just turned eight. Oh, so it's it's still it's pretty early. Right. No, we're doing fine. Have you eaten dinner yet? I haven't. I'm going to go work out first. What are you going to eat? Um, I, I've been making this chili thing recently. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, two cans of black beans, one can of kidney beans, some peas, some corn, some broccoli, and this like weird mustard thing I found in my cabinet. <laughs> so, that does not sound like how I would describe chili. That's why thank I, you that's, anyway. That's why I said chili thing. It's, it's, I'm just trying to like eat at home and I'm learning how to cook and I'm trying to eat healthy and for some reason that's healthy to me because it's just a bunch of beans and like hey beans are good man beans and greens beans and vegetables get on it yeah yeah um anyway yeah no but thank you for having me it's been a lot of fun and please (laughs) please ask me back because this I would love to do this again I shall hopefully the audio from this episode is usable hopefully otherwise we might be doing Citizen Kane part three If that Um, happens, I'm just going to say, let's watch The Room, and we'll do a really awesome comparison between The Room and Citizen Kane. (laughs) But it's not a black and white movie, so we can't do it on this podcast. We could just watch it. maybe you could start a podcast where we just talk about The Room. I would do that. I think everyone should watch The Room. (laughs) Anyway, Chris Emerson, seven... No, that that was going to tell you my email address. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Emerson on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you, David, again for being here. Thanks for having me. This has been real classy. Do uh, Where we watch old movies because new movies are only new for a short time, <laughs> but old movies will only get older. <laughs> good night. Have a good one.